so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, Definitely a podcast produced by DesignWorks right Group, celebrating people and everything sure, good in this kinda, world. You gotta go through, man. Uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. I was born so I could end up where we all end up. When the race is over, return to the center. There is no way to What's up, everyone? You are listening to right The Good. This is the week of January 27th. Nailed it that time. You didn't know. You didn't have to stop and think about it. First try. Yep. My name is Jared Van. Sitting down with the co-host, Logan Draper. Hello. Uh, if this is your first time listening, first off, thank you. And um, we hope you enjoy it. Um, this podcast is dedicated to everything good news. We just celebrate people and all the good things that are happening in the world. Um... Yeah, we uh, there's a lot of good stuff happening. I don't feel like it's um, publicized enough in the news or anything. So we decided to just sit down and talk about some good news. So we hope you enjoy. We also hope you all are having a great morning, a great week. Whenever you're listening to this, we're going to jump right in. We always start this off by talking about what's good in our lives. So what's good? Man. Buddy. It's, a lot of things are good. Well, what's good? Uh, I feel good. We're healthy. Uh, this is the weekend before this will come out. We're going to eat some pancakes. You stole one of mine. Sorry. Excited about that. Um, and I know this is a minor thing for probably a lot of people, but this will be another week um, of church being on Wednesday and having Sunday off and so getting to have a true day of rest. I am next level excited about. Yeah. You don't have to be there Sunday? No. It feels like three-day weekends. Mm-hmm. So. Like back back when we were in school and you, like a Friday or Monday off? Yeah. Yeah. So much time. So I'll, I'm teaching the week after. So, But this weekend, I'm completely, I got two full days off and I could not be more excited about it. So You yeah. kind of need it because you seem a little bit uh, a little bit cranky at the office. I'll address that a little bit in my haiku. <laughs> okay. A little bit of my haiku. I've been a little cranky this week, but you know what? I'm working through it. Yeah. Katie and I are doing good. Baby's good. <laughs> I'm Gucci, man. What about you? I'm good. Um, I got moved back into the uh, master bedroom uh, last week. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got kicked out of, for y'all um, who don't know, I got kicked out of our bedroom because I snored super loud. And Logan can t- attest to it because he's hurt before, like when we've been on trips and stuff. But I was keeping my wife up with my super loud snoring. So she uh, she kindly asked me to sleep in the guest bedroom. Yeah, just recommended. Until I got my, until uh, I like, finished my sleep study and got everything to fix it. So I finished my sleep study, finally got my CPAP. Um, did a, did a, a couple weeks still in the guest bedroom after my CPAP and finally got moved back in this week. And I didn't know if it kept me from snoring because I hadn't slept with anybody with it. And I asked her the first morning after I got moved back in if I snored. She said no. So my snoring might be soft, which is also good for you. Yeah, I don't it never know really I, bothered me, though. I don't know if I'm going to haul that thing to, to our Mar- March Madness trip. We'll see. If I'm asleep, I'm usually asleep. Yeah. So I um, also got sick for the first time in nine years. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I got over it pretty quick. 
One day. That was one fast. Day. I'm still not 100%. I'm, I'm probably sitting at like 80, 85 right now. That's a pretty quick turnaround, though. She's been, she's been chugging some fluids. You had a test so start I'm, to the so week. I'm feeling pretty good. And also tomorrow, since this is a, we're recording this on Friday, I could eat some pancakes yep. at the Pancake Festival. Yep. And breakfast is like my favorite, my favorite food. Breakfast, like it's the only, I feel like it's the only meal. If you classify it as like a meal... Kids are eating like pop tarts, yeah, and cereal, those toaster strudels. Toaster strudels are way better than pop tarts. By it's the like, way, it's like the only meal you can get away with eating just a dessert for the meal. Yeah, I feel like most breakfast is a dessert, but like yeah. a pancake with syrup. Yeah, that's that's basically a dessert. I mean, waffles. That's basically a dessert. Thing. Uh, toaster strudels. Those are those are the best. Most cereals, until that one time where you didn't uh, toast it enough. It's still kind of frozen on the inside. Yeah. And then you still eat it because you don't want to reheat it. Yeah. Yep. Those are kind of the best. Um, Yogurt. Yeah. That's kind of a dessert. It's like a snack. Yep. Most breakfast food. I'm telling you, man. And bacon. You just throw bacon in with it. Yeah. Bacon's a dessert and a main course. Yeah. Bacon's just a food. food category. Very diverse food. So, yeah. I'm kind of, I haven't, I haven't been to the pancake festival. I don't know how long. I so usually I'm, don't go. I'm kind of excited because I can, I don't know what it is. I could go to, if there's a pizza festival, I could eat, I swear, 15 pieces of pizza. But I can eat two pancakes, pancakes and fried rice. I eat like a little bit and I am full and then I'm hungry again in an hour. Do you know there's a pizza festival every day at CC's, right? I do know that. Yes. I do know that. You and can't eat. You can eat fifteen pieces of pizza there. You can, and then you're gonna miss three days of work. Yeah, that's true. I had I had better pizza today at lunch at Rapid that Fire is, Pizza. Yeah, they so good. They, they, yeah, they got some. They got probably like the best pizza. That's my favorite. Yeah. But there's yeah. nothing like old school CC's pizza. Just every now and then. Yeah, you go walk and, in, go and get your a sticky hand, and you never know if you walk in if your if your shoes are gonna stick or slip. Yep. That's fun. I play a couple arcade games. Still got the same games. Yeah. Salad bar. You go and load up with 20 pieces of pizza. You don't know if you're even going to like all of them, but <laughs> you feel obligated to get that many. How does CC's make the same pizza and every slice in that pizza tastes different? I don't know. That's impressive. It's magical. Some good, some bad. Yeah. Anyways, I'm looking forward to eating some pancakes and they have like bacon and stuff there too, don't they? Uh, I think so. I think bacon or sausage. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited about taking the kids too. I'm getting a, a good night rest. This is going to be my first Friday in a while sleeping in the... In the master bed. Dude, congratulations, man. My first man, okay. Yeah, I'm excited about Dude, that. Dude, you should, man. That's 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 huge. That's a huge win. All right. Did you uh, bring a haiku? I did. All right. Let's go to the happy haikus. Happy hi hi a hi hi a haikus. You wanna go first? You want me to? I'll go first this time. Mine has to do with a problem I've been trying to solve for a long time. And this week I thought I solved it. Haiku goes. Want clear head. I should have ate food. Alpha brain. 353. Oh, you want the 353? Three, three. Three. I, conf- I was confused there at first. Yep. Sorry, say it again. Want, I was too busy counting the first time that I missed most of it. Want clear head. I should have had food. Alpha brain. I bought a new product this week called Alpha Brain that's supposed to help with uh, memory and focus. And it might work, but I'd, I've also been fasting. And so you're supposed to eat it with a meal. Got pretty, uh, good. things got a little dicey for me at lunch yesterday. I was starting to kind of see things and 
did not feel good. I was sick. You're staring at me. I don't know if you even realize this, but you're staring at me for an hour and 20 minutes straight. Well, I didn't realize this. I looked down and I drooled all over yeah. the table and I was you ruined, sweating. You ruined your computer. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to solve this uh, chaos in my brain a little bit. And I thought this vitamin would help. You might have sleep apnea. I'm willing to find out. Uh, it's, it's, it's not really a, a hurdle you want to. Or a hoop you want to jump through. Yeah, I'm fine without jumping through it. I probably just did it the worst way possible, but you were unlucky. Yeah. But yeah. Alpha brain. Alpha Shout brain. Outs on we it. are not sponsored by them, but we would gladly accept a sponsorship uh, from them probably. They're already on some pretty sweet podcasts. I think yeah. we're not on it. Well, okay. Well, here's mine. Put on breathing mask. Complete a crossword puzzle. My nightly routine. I am sixty. <laughs> Yep, I just keep adding like one one thing like every month that makes me feel older. And this month it was I downloaded this crossword puzzle app, and I've been knocking out some crossword puzzles. Dude, you just are you literally chewing a multivitamin while doing crossword yeah. while watching Jeopardy? I have done a, a I have done a crossword puzzle with my my full face uh, CPAP mask on though. <laughs> She's got this thing like breathing for me while I'm doing a crossword puzzle in bed. Are your hands hurting? Is your my, arthritis my kicking in? on night mode so I don't mess up my eyes anymore. <laughs> my, my glasses are already thick enough so it already looks like... Are you wearing your glasses while doing this? Oh, yeah. Dude. I can't see to do my crossword if I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> oh, you're getting old, man. That's a I good know. thing. I know. It hit me quick. Age is wisdom. I've, right? only, I've only been 30 for like two months. It hit me quick. Yeah, just a little... Yeah, we're at two months. Yeah. Really quick. All right, we're going to move on to the main part of this podcast. Happy headlines. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I got some good ones, man. All right, here's my first one. If this is your first time listening this is kind of <clears throat> the reason for this podcast, this segment. Um, Logan and I just bring two news stories to the table, um, summarize them for each other, and then we just talk about them. So my first... Hey, I'm head- proud of you, by the way. For what? Because you keep... You're explaining what the um, yeah. sections are. I forgot to do it, uh, the, the haiku section. That's okay. You're doing a great job with it. If you want to start so quickly, I would remember probably. But it's a haiku. Yeah. People know what a haiku... While we're doing haikus, we're doing it for fun. Yeah. Here's my first headline. She creates coats that turn into sleeping bags and hires homeless people to make them. Um, so the story started off by just with some stats that the National Alliance to End Homelessness in America um, reported that there's almost 500,000 people um, in America that are homeless um, this past year. How um, many? So, uh, 500,000. Which I kind of thought... There'd be more. I would too. Um, I wonder how you register that number though. I don't know. Because you would think if you're homeless then you're probably not filling out surveys or drones. Drones maybe. Yeah. I, I would bet you're right though. I bet that number probably is higher. Yeah. But either way, sorry. Um, so this this uh, this girl, uh, Veronica Scott. So six years ago, Veronica, <clears throat> she was in class at this college in Detroit um, college for creative studies. Um, and her professor presented her with a, a project to design something that fills a need in Detroit. 
Um, so she was a industrial design student and she found inspiration from the massive homeless population in Detroit. Um, and so she started working closely with people at the local homeless shelter and she was trying to like figure out what their biggest needs were. And like five months after that, <clears throat> she designed a fully insulated waterproof jacket that can also convert into a weather resistant sleeping bag and knapsack. And she called it the empower coat E M P W R in all caps mm. empower coat. Um, so when her semest semester ended, <clears throat> she continued to work. So this project's over. Um, I don't know how the, how the project went as far as class or whatever, but the, the project ended semester ended. Um, and she continued to work with the homeless community to continue to improve the jacket. And one day <clears throat> while she was, I guess at the homeless shelter, a homeless woman came up to her and said, basically said, we don't need coats, we need jobs. So then Veronica started to hire and train homeless mothers to make the product. Mm. So soon, um, what started out as a class project transformed into a nonprofit, nonprofit organization called the Empowerment Plan. Um, and part of their mission statement, the Empowerment Plan's mission statement says... Our goal is to help build a better life for those that have become trapped in the cycle of homelessness. We mostly hire homeless parents from local shelters to become full-time seamstress seamstresses so that they can earn a stable income, find secure housing, and gain back their independence for themselves and for their families. So the, the, uh, the nonprofit group has since made and distributed more than 15,000 free coats for homeless people. Um, both uh, in Detroit and in the nation and uh, even internationally. Um, and has, it didn't say how many were employed, I don't think, but they've also employed, yeah, did. Right now there's 22 employees um, for the empowerment plan. Um, but for Veronica, she said that the decision to help uh, and hire parents was personal to her. Because as a child, both her parents struggled with unemployment and addiction, and she wanted to create an opportunity that she wished her parents had when she was growing up. She, and she said she, that she takes pride in knowing that her project doesn't only help the parents, but it helps um, the kids as well. Um, and then another quote from her, she said, for us, it's about showing employers that the people, the people we hire aren't just good for us. They are an asset to any company. It's just about looking beyond what's on paper. So, Let's yeah. Go. Started I love out, that last quote. Started as a school project, which I don't even know. You remember when we had that, like, Inventa thing in junior high? Yeah, I, know, I, I, know, I know this is a college project. I want it. I know. What was the thing you made? The GGT. The, the G Grandparent Gardening Oh, tool. yeah, I remember that. Where they didn't have to, like, bend down Been to plant seeds. You could plant stuff. You could dig the hole. You could put some water down. You could put the seed, and you could cover it. Yeah. Mine was the... Uh, I think it was called the pop and mop. Uh, do I remember that? <laughs> and they're basically just like those like scrub hospital shoes with a, with like a big sponge taped to the bottom of them. Yeah. Clean up. So, so basically you just got to get your feet soaked to mop the floor. They had a great idea though. It wasn't real practical, but you know but, what? But also fun. Project done. You, you get more clean done because you're having fun. Yeah. Just skating around the house. 
Um, but yeah, she uh, they basically had that same project in college, and she started a whole business from it. I love it, man. And not only met a need for, I guess met two needs, not only met like a physical need, I guess they're both physical needs, but provided something um, that they could use and then provided them like an opportunity to, yeah. for like a stable income. So. I think it's cool that quote in there where that lady said like, well, we don't need coats, we need jobs. Because mm-hmm. it'd be really easy to just like, Okay, just be grateful for getting a coat. Yeah. But to see the need and then to continue on the journey is super dope. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Veronica Scott. Shout out to Veronica. That's super cool. What a beneficial thing. Veronica Scott. What a cool name for the jacket. That is. There was a, uh, I didn't watch the video, but it seemed like there was like a super professionally shot video of this whole story. So I might post that. I'll watch it. My first one is user submitted from Derek Schneider. Oh yeah, the host of Addressing the Elephant mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but yeah, this is kind of somewhat local to us, um, just a little bit north in Oklahoma. Uh, Lawton Man wins McDonald's Employee of the <coughs> Year. Employee of the Year. Employee of the Year. Dang. Yeah, his name is Perry Hudgies. H u d g i e s. Listen right. Oh, Hudgies. So, um, yeah, Perry won the Employee of the Year for McDonald's. Um, he is the guest experience lead at McDonald's at 1948 Northwest 82nd oh in um, Lawton. Just handing out addresses like that. Dude, go see, go see my boy Perry. He's killing it. But, yeah, January 9th, um, they present him with the award. Uh, his general manager is also in the picture. Just look at this picture real quick. Uh, his general manager's name is Tiffany Newton. First off, look at his tie. Yeah, that's... It, Perry, it looks like he's in somewhat of a McDonald's uniform uh, with a gray top, but he's got a, a beautiful pink tie and then um, like a pink handkerchief coming out of his pocket. Dude, that tie just pops. Dude, he looks so fly. So fly. Um, Sorry. Sorry to just gas him up. But um, yeah, so I thought this was crazy. He, um, he receives about... He receives feedback about 70 to 80 times per month. So, like, people filling things out or giving, like, recommendations on him 70 to 80 times per month. And especially being in the market we're in, you know how hard it is to get people to leave good feedback. They just only leave fat, bad feedback. But um, as general manager, um, Tiffany Newton was, like, kind of shocked that he hadn't won employee of the month. Um, and a lot of people were even asking, like, how he hadn't won anything yet. Um, from the corporation just because of the amount of feedback he had been getting. Um, but then she found out that he was going to get employee of the year. Um, so on the day that he was going to get the award, she sent him on a um, – she sent him like basically just on a distraction task, just sent him away from the store, and uh, they got everything decorated. And, uh, and then he showed up. But her quote says, she said, I love him. I wouldn't trade him for the world. Um, he makes me proud. And then he showed up. He said, I was speechless and overwhelmed. Um, I'm still speechless and overwhelmed. It's hard to find the words to describe my feelings. I just never received an award like that. It's a huge award. Um, but yeah, he's been, he served in the military for 10 years. He's also a deacon at his church. And he just basically said, I give um, God all the glory, and I feel that God put me in this position. Um, and so he just uses as an opportunity to go around and uh, love people and, and use his gifts that God gave him to. Uh, to take care of people. We, so, need, we need to make a road trip up a lot and, and see this guy. I know. I kind of want to. Go see a 
Go see an IMAX movie. Go see Perry. Dude. Have a couple sausage muffins. Dude. Off the dollar menu. Especially if he's wearing that fresh tie, man. That's super cool. Um, But, yeah, super proud of him. Thanks for uh, sending that in, Derek. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. So it's a good story. Yeah. I like, I just like people being appreciated in their day to day job. Yeah. And, and employee of the year it, it, for it, all of McDonald's. I, I believe, I, I believe so. That's impressive. It says, There's a lot of McDonald's. It says employee of the year and it talks about how his general manager is, was surprised he had one employee of the month. So obviously she didn't have control or she should have given it to him. So Dang. yeah, I just think it's cool when people take that and they take like what they believe into the, to the workplace. So shout out to Perry, man. Yeah. Good job, Perry. Keep hustling. All right, my next one, the headline is Michigan Man. This is very similar to a story that you did last year, or not last year, last episode. Michigan Man returns $43,000 he found hidden in couch bought at Habitat for Humanity store. So Logan did a, did a story, I think it was last week, about, maybe it was two weeks ago, about a person who bought a VCR from Goodwill. And then inside oh, yeah. it was like a, a tape of like a baby's first steps first or something. First steps, yeah. And he like did some investigating and found the people and social guess, media found it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is kind of similar. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, this guy Howard Kirby he bought a seventy dollars set of furniture from a Habitat for Humanity store, and he said. Um, he like moved it into his, his what he called a man cave, and after it was in there for a few weeks, he said that he started to think something was off because the foot cushion always seemed kind of hard. <laughs> so, I guess that was the the clue for him to start digging around. So, yeah, he thought something was off because the the foot cushion was hard. I bet he's like, How about the seventy dollars set of furniture and the foot cushion is hard. <laughs> yeah, he uh, so his uh. After he uh, made the discovery that the, the foot cushion seemed to be hard, his uh, daughter-in-law finally opened the cushion up, and she found... <laughs> That's a, the most man thing ever, though. For something to be uncomfortable, you don't know it's uncomfortable, but it's just like, that's ah, part of it. And yeah. finally, somebody's like, let's just check it out. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't even the one to check it out. <laughs> yeah. his, his daughter-in-law finally opened up the cushion and uh, found... A box containing $43,170. Is that Finders Keepers? Does she get it? I don't know. It should be. Um, uh, apparently, Kirby considered how the cash um, could change his life, and he said that it could finish paying off his house and fix his roof, and he'd still have some left over. First off, I don't even think he mentioned cutting part of it for his daughter-in-law, who finally, finally, who finally decided to open up the cushion. Um, he even contacted a lawyer and learned that he actually had legal right to keep the cash. Which I guess his daughter-in-law might have had legal right to keep the cash as well. But Kirby, being a faithful man, felt his faith called him to do the right thing and try to return the money to the family who de- donated the couch. He said, the Holy Spirit just came over me um, and said, no, that's not really yours. So Kirby went back to the store um, which the store then got into contact with the family who donated the furniture set, and they arranged a meeting in the store for Kirby to return the family's lost money. Um, so then I don't think they, the family didn't really know that this was in here. It was like their granddad's furniture set. And they said 
um, that if they couldn't find anybody to take it, that they were going to burn it. <laughs> so they almost burned $43,000. Oh, my gosh. Um, so Kirby then surprised the family with a hidden cash um, that had been stashed in the furniture by the, their recently passed grandfather. Um, Kirby said that he had questioned his whole life whether he'd do the right thing in a situation like this and that he was glad this happened so he knows that he that he would do the right thing. Mm. Um, yeah, he said he had no intention of getting attention for the deed, but he hopes it might help other people do the right thing as well. And he said, it belonged to them, and I'm glad I was able to give it back to them. As a born-again Christian, I want to do what Christ would want me to do, and I think that's um, what he would want me to do. Let's go. $43,000, though. And that's the, the weird part about that morally I don't know if you bought that couch, if that's like, if, if I would judge you for keeping it. I know. And he could tell that it was a thought in his head because he's like, could pay off my house. He even got, he even checked with a lawyer to see I if know. he could legally keep it. And he just couldn't do it. I mean, he bought it. it. It's his, right? He bought it. Yeah. That would have been the best buy ever. $70 set. <laughs> Dude, that's a great return on investment. You're uh, making a, what, $42,900. And thirty dollar profit. He could have also just given him ten thousand dollars cash and said that's what was in there. Yeah, but he gave the, he gave it all back. Yeah, hey, that's good for him. Yeah, good job, Kirby. That'd be tough to I do. Would, yeah, that would be. I hope I would do that. I really do because you didn't lose any money. Yeah, I might buy at least buy like a like a couple tickets to Rain, uh, Rangers game or something first. I would take all forty three grand and put it down on black. <laughs> if I won, I'd give them forty three. I'd keep uh, forty three. And if I lost, no one really knew. Yeah, no one knew. That's a lot of money, man. That Good for him. Money. Good for him. Hopefully, I'm trying to picture what this looked like since the money was in a box in the cushion. If the cushion, like you could tell, like there was an indention of the in the box, and he just like was had his like feet propped up on it the whole time. Man, this is hard. It's It'd be really a- easy to justify, especially if you're not in a great place financially, to just see that as a blessing that was given to you. Yeah, but he just saw it for what it is. Yeah, I think it's cool, man. I respect that so much. Yeah. Hopefully the family who received it back was grateful. So that's cool. My uh, my second story is uh, short and very different from these other ones, but I love it. Um, brewery puts local shelter dogs on beer cans to help them get adopted. Oh, I saw this one. Yeah, so um, do you see the pictures? This was pretty cool. Yeah. It's basically just a, a white beer can um, with a picture of the dog, um, the dog's name, and a little bit about the dog. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a pretty short story, but, I mean, basically this local brewery just realized, like, hey, we have an opportunity here, probably a great marketing ploy for them. Um, but they put four dogs in there on their first uh, little run, and two of them have already been adopted and found homes, um, and two haven't. And they're looking not for people to foster, they're looking for people to find, um, like, forever homes for the dogs. Um, so I think the marketing nerd in me was just excited because I was like, oh, this is a great promotion for the brewery. Honestly, I was kind of thinking – maybe selfishly that it'd be cool to adopt a dog. Cause then you have for, have forever a beer can with your dog's face on it. Yeah. And if I adopted one of these dogs, I would buy all of that dog's beer cans and yeah. keep them. Um, but yeah, they basically it's, um, Motorworks brewing Motorworks in Brandon, Bradentown, Bradenton. Um, dude, first off, I don't know where town came from Bradenton. So Motorworks brewing. Just trying to save the pups. Yeah, I just think it's a cool idea. And I think that uh, um, it's hard to walk into a shelter for me and not 
like want to just take a dog home. Yeah. There's something special about dogs. I don't know what it is. Yeah. They're, they're different than almost any other animal. Yeah. Until I saw these koalas in Australia. And I was like, nah, I would take one of those home too. Yeah. But yeah, dogs are just, I mean, they really are a man's best friend. And so um, I think it's cool when a dog can come into a family and change the family dynamic. So <laughs> shout out to also to all the people who, uh, all these different uh, like humane societies and stuff that are taking dogs off the streets. Yeah. Get them home. So. Well, cool. We're going to move on to some, uh, some quick hitters. This first one of mine probably shouldn't be a quick hitter, but the only reason it is is because it's like one of those long read stories. Mm. I just did not have time to read it all, so that's why it's a quick hitter, but I'm pretty sure the story is going to be a movie at some point. Um, <clears throat> the headline is, Their son's heart saved his life, so he rode... 1,426 miles to meet them. So basically these people um, lost their son. Their son was in the Navy. And they lost him. And this other dude around the same time was in the hospital trying to get a new heart because he, um, I guess, was his heart was failing pretty rapidly. Um, so um, then the, the, the son who died, <clears throat> they... Um, gave this guy his heart and just talked about how's mom like was going through like a lot of grief and she didn't know if she'd ever be able to get out of it. And she just needed to know that whoever had her son's heart was alive and healthy and living well. So she ended up, she f- somehow found out his address and sent him a letter and um, he sent a letter back to them but he didn't tell them that he was going to ride his bike across the country to their son's gravesite, um, or that he was planning to do that. They found out eventually. But yeah, he I think he said he left from San Diego and rode to Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, maybe. Mm. And the fan, the mom and dad met him there, and just rode up after a fifteen, almost fifteen hundred mile bike ride. And Jeez. met the parents of the guy that gave him a new heart. Oh my gosh! It's like one of those things where they have like the stethoscope out, and the mom's like oh. listening to her son's heartbeat. Oh, and yeah. So, but it was a super long story. And I was just kind of skimming through it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be made into a movie. Oh, this uh, the quote from the guy who received the heart. He said, "I wanted them to know James' heart was safe. Uh, that I was going to do everything I could to protect it." So it's a great quote. Yeah. But he also did a very risky thing. Yeah. Well, they, they, they talked about, miles. talked about like how his, like on this ride, he rode with somebody and apparently his heart rate couldn't get above 150. So they had like some type of computer or something that his, like some other friend that was, I guess, tracking the ride could see what his heart rate was at, at all times. So if he's getting close to that, I guess he could like call me a okay. K. You take it easy. Yeah, you got to slow down. But he also had a guy riding with him that was, I guess, keeping him accountable Good. to take it easy. Good, man. That's a long one. Is it my turn? Yeah. I'm going to church on my quick hitters. First one is uh, Kanye West tells 12,000 students how Jesus changed his life. And I, I know a lot of people believe different things. I know he gets a lot of flack, but you take a lot of hip hop or a lot of music and you hear the message and Kanye's message has drastically changed. Uh 
and he's got a message of hope and joy, and uh, it's super cool. So, um, yeah, I also love, just as kind of a side note, like when they always describe Kanye, it's like the Jesus is a king rapper and husband of Kim Kardashian. Like, I don't know, it's just a weird thing to describe yeah. him as. He's got a lot of things to be known for, but yeah. Uh, 12,000 students were in attendance. Um, Was this that like youth conference thing you did? Yeah, stand conference. Um, but yeah, 1,483 of the 12,400 students in attendance made decisions um, to follow Jesus. So I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty cool. But yeah, he's got the choir behind him, and they're just rocking out some of that amazing album. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just I like seeing Kanye in the in the headlines for this, yeah. and not um, for the TMZ stuff or any of the chaos he's had in the past. So shout out to Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they still, I love and, they, that. and they remixed it. Basically, yeah, I love that they use that song, <laughs> remix it into that uh, that choir song. It's kind of a beautiful example though of our own lives. Yeah, like just taking the same old thing and just changing it up a little bit. It's just a beautiful reminder. He so. said he was gonna re- go back and redo all his songs. Yeah, part of me hopes he doesn't do that, honestly. But um, shout out to Yay, man. Good yeah. for him, and uh, it's good to have a good headline. All right, my next one is the Las Vegas Raiders. Formerly known as the Oakland Raiders, they uh, paid off $500,000 towards school lunch debt in Nevada. Holy cow. That's a lot of money. I feel like that's becoming kind of a thing. That is. That and I think like the the next quick hitter that you're about to do and the next quick hitter I'm about to do are becoming a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they paid. They're moving to Las Vegas this year, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess they are moving in and trying to endear all the people to them pretty quickly. That's super cool. $500,000 is a lot of money. That's a tenth of what the Astros got yeah. fined. Did you hear, by the way, how they're doing uh, the draft there? Uh, oh, yeah. On the, on the is it the Bellagio fountain? Yeah, and they're going to take the players by yeah. boat. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in Vegas is crazy. Yeah. But good for them, man. Yeah. I think that lunch debt thing is a really big thing, um, which leads into mine. Um, Ebling Church... Um, Abilene, Texas Church pays off over 1.5 million of communities' medical debt. So, kind of a theme, man. They teamed up with a um, RIP medical debt, RIP medical debt, um, to eliminate one million five hundred thousand five hundred one thousand two hundred ninety eight dollars. I don't mean to to one up you, or actually more than one up you, but my next one is St. Louis churches buy up twelve point nine million dollars in medical debt. <laughs> Dude, 1.5 feels like so much money. Wait, this says, I didn't even read the rest of this headline. St. Louis churches buy up $12.9 million in medical debt, then give it away. What does that mean? I guess if they had money, I have not, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they didn't take any of it internal at all, like for internal medical debt. Huh. I don't know. Although this Abilene church, by the way, is the initial goal was 12000 what was it? 1.5 mil? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. And the last one, but certainly not least, space cookies. First food baked in space by astronauts. And this is great news. Because inevitably, we're intergalactic traveling towards the end of our life. Now we know that we can bake a nice little homemade cookie. Yeah. While we're traveling. Yeah, it's a big deal. Just a little piece of home. 
Yeah. When we're, when we're feeling a little homesick. Yeah. We always got an oven somehow. Yeah. Some cookie dough that we can bring with us. And now we can bake cookies in space. Yeah. You don't have to worry about missing out on just a good baked good. Yeah. Famous Amos is pretty good, but it doesn't, it doesn't beat a, a straight out of the oven cookie. No. It did say that they were trying to figure out how much time it was going to take to bake a cookie, like a normal cookie on earth. It said like at 350 degrees, it takes like 20 minutes. So I think that's what they started out with and it was still like raw. So it ended up being, it took like 130 minutes to bake the cookie in space. So you got to you know what? On our way to Mars, if we're feeling hungry, you got, we don't have to eat astronaut food. We can bake a cookie. You got plenty of time, man. We can bake a cookie. Yeah. You can sit and wait. Which also probably means we can make some ramen somehow. I don't know. That'd be kind of hard with water. I, mean, I, think this, I think this is a first step into something big. Yeah. Cookies. Pizza rolls. Oh, yeah. Taquitos. Frozen pizzas. Ramen. Frozen pizzas. Corn dogs. Toaster strudels. Toaster strudels. A lot of options. Full circle. Yep. Full circle. Yeah. Okay, can I do one more? Yeah. This one's kind of, uh, that was kind of local. It's kind of what happened to me, but I kind of wanted just to like celebrate some people around me. Um, kind of a quick story. Um, that starts out bad, but it, it, it ends good. But um, Wednesday night. I told you about this mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Um, we were at church and found out there was a, a man on a bridge and he's going to jump. Um, so obviously pretty intense, but yeah, a couple, couple guys I know. Um, we rolled over there and I don't know, man, just, I'm grateful for the people in our life that are, that are special and just didn't want to go over there to watch the show, but wanted to go and just like make sure the family was taken care of and prayed for. Cause the family was actually like down there, like waiting to see if this man was going to jump or not. And which were probably super intense moments for them. Yeah, man, it was intense for me and I didn't know him and I was very anxious, but I don't know, man, there's just, there were so many beautiful moments happening there. First responders, they deal with this all the time. But that's gotta be heavy too. I mean, it's a human's life. And so, um, Thank God the guy stepped back over and, and everything hopefully was fine and he'll get the help he needs. But, um, yeah, man, it's just cool, like, to see something like that and so many people that drove by and, like, the news was there and everyone was getting, like, was capturing the moment. There's people, like, with their phones and all this stuff. But to have, like, a few people that were, like, willing to, like, step over and engage people and just to be there. Like, do you guys need anything? Do you need a blanket? Do you need food? Um, so I was just, I'm just grateful that we know a lot of people that – um, that are special and, and see the good in situations like that. So not like a great story, but it ended very well Yeah, with a lot of heroes. Um, if those first responders is tough, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome, man. You're Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said you're welcome back. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. You got anything else? No, man, I can tell stories all day. I'm in a great mood. Well, then tell another story. Dude, I'm just happy, man. This podcast is the best. So many good news. I feel like that was very sarcastic. No, man. I just feel like just even today I've had I've talked to six people about the impeachment. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm I'm just so glad I've expected the last two days of my lunch break for Jeopardy not to be on because of his impeachment and Jeopardy was still on. Yeah, man. I don't know. There's just so many there's so many things that fuck like they're like falling apart around us, but there's just so many like really good and encouraging things. And I think celebrating people, people like Perry at McDonald's who just shows up every day, happy to work. Yeah. You know, college students that are like start a project and then find the need and continue to find the need. There's so many dope people in this world that should be celebrated. 
So, and if you are listening and you do have stories, please send them to us. Yeah. Because I love that. I love that Derek sent us one. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you all have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. 